Hi, and welcome to the August Forum. I'm your host, Andrew, and I'll be sharing the stories of fashion industry professionals, creatives, and entrepreneurs about their journeys and experiences as they advance within this ever-growing industry. The August Forum, as an extension of the shop itself, allows you to have the ability to listen to those in the space. So whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, trying to break into the fashion industry, or just curious about the ins and outs, we hope these stories will help you to achieve your goals. On this episode, we are privileged to feature Nathan Chandra, a distinguished creative entrepreneur and the principal of Roland Lifestyle. With extensive experience in the fashion, music, and tech industries, Nathan was geared for his path that would take him to Roland. Throughout our discussion, we will examine Nathan's astute approach to transforming his concepts at Roland Lifestyle into a reality and feasible products. This includes delving into his journey as he has progressed Roland Lifestyle to what it is today, and his other ventures including Shine's marketing, and how his services are unlike no others. Additionally, we will explore his passion for music, which will indeed aid in the culmination and all-encompassing dialogue that promises to engage and inform. This is the August Forum. So for today's episode, I'm with Nathan Chandra. Nathan, how you doing, my man? I'm good, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Well, before we kind of get into the meat and potatoes of the pod, who are you? What do you do? I'm a creative, I guess. Started as a musician, <laughs> did a bunch of music, put out a bunch of music, then moved into tech, built some tech companies, and now working in fashion and doing some creative direction and entrepreneur and like to build companies and build products and bring them to market. Bro, he's a creative, man. He's a creative, bro. Um, that's it. <laughs> we're going to get into some of what you do. Anyone that's listening to the pod here, Nathan is the principal at Roland Lifestyle right now. Are you not? Yeah, yeah. I founded Roland Lifestyle, which is Roland Lifestyle's, a Roland Corporation's lifestyle division. That's uh, so I started as like a, a separate brand for from Roland uh, mm. for Roland to honor honor all the stuff that they've accomplished for the culture and for music and for pushing just the vibes forward. I consider Roland as the company that built the tools at the foundation yeah. of of the cultural moments. So that's that's it's honor to be able to work with them and do what I do. I was talking to uh, some of my friends today being like, yeah, I'm, I'm interviewing the guy that basically founded like Roland Lifestyle and like they're like fucking Roland, bro. Like a lot of my friends, at least they make music. They're really dabbling into that. But them knowing that and that Roland having that kind of stake of a name, basically, it really is a huge thing. So I'm excited that we're doing this. But since August is a streetwear boutique and we're all about the clothes here, what has Nathan Chandra been wearing recently? What I've been wearing, you know, right now I have on a vintage Levi's jean jacket, and then mm-hmm. I have an honor the gift yeah. hoodie on under it, and then I have these blue Jordan. I forgot what they're called, but they're really dope. They're like furry Jordans that are blue, and then I have some cargo pants samples that we made that uh, were just Damn. brought in from uh, the manufacturers overseas. That's literally what I'm wearing right now. Oh, and a Roland hat. Always got. I was gonna say, hat. bro, you can't not talk about the Roland hat. Is that basically <laughs> like your uniform day to day? Hoodie, jacket, keep it really simple. Yeah, but it varies. I find that I wear the same outfit for like a week, and then I'll move on to the next one for a week. <laughs> you gotta I mean, get sick of it. Around, yeah, it's usually around something I buy, and then what I just want to try out, 
it just yeah. makes my life easy it makes my life easy so i try to just like not have to worry about what i'm wearing every day and just wear the same thing for like a week <laughs> do you always keep the rolling hat on though do you think that's no, like no, something no. no 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 i try not to wear too much rolling because it's everywhere <laughs> in my world it's everywhere you know it's, it's in the back of you too it seems like Oh well, yeah, well these are these are examples. I'm sitting with a with a cork board behind me of new drops we're doing. We're working on this drop for Raj G, who passed away, who was like a beat maker. Damn. He passed away in 2019. Wow. So we're doing it, we're doing a tribute drop for him for 404 days. So 404 days. The 404 machine is like what did lo-fi music. Mm-hmm. And he was like a beat maker from LA. That's here's sick, a, bro. Here's another bike I'm making right now. Oh, yeah. We gotta, we're going to have to Rollins, talk about that bike real BMX. quick in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was doing like a little deep dive in you, one of the like craziest things I saw was that you were riding that rolling bike. And I was like, damn, I got to make sure we talk about that at some point. So when we definitely get into the rolling lifestyle section, we're going to talk about that. But knowing you're from the music pass, you know, you have that in your wheelhouse. What have you been listening to recently as well? Oh, um, what have I been listening to? Steve Lacey. Listen to some Steve yeah. Lacey. Idris. Idris. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was just at the Cross Festival. We had a pop up there. So there was a bunch of EDM things mm-hmm. that we were listening to. What's so crazy? That, that what? type of vibe. I've been listening to some Raj G because we've yeah. been working on the Raj G project. So he's got, he put out a ton of music, the beat making music. So I was just kind of move all over the place with it. I was going to say, I think with like more techno and EDM, it's it's always been there. But what I found interesting is like, especially like my generation, it's like really kind of started to have that trajectory, that upward trajectory in terms of like what do people know and kind of it becoming more of a household name. I think someone like an artist like Fred again, who's really just been a huge part in this whole kind of like movement. He's been this whole like thing where it's this figure where it's like, kind of just leading our new generation into this whole genre do you find that to be like something that you enjoy that genre of music still can live on past your generation basically man that's that's with all music right so yeah. if you make classics it moves on and that's you know that's an interesting idea because that's what we're celebrating with the roland mm-hmm. work that we're doing you know it's like roland's made these machines like the 808 drum machine four mm-hmm. decades ago that continues on today and still yeah. influences what's going on today. So when you have these records from years ago, even from now, you find that music and art will build like on top of each other mm-hmm. and take inspiration from each other. So it's always good to have creation and making things, you know, and you never know what is going to be something that really impacts culture and and then really creates something else to build on. Yeah. You mentioned Steve Lacey, who's spearheading in the music industry right now. And he's very different from like some of the other artists that you kind of mentioned right now. Like what about his work is really enticing to you right now? I think it's just authentic. You know, he did a lot of his work just on the iPhone. And when I heard all of that aspect of it, it just reminds me of when I was making music. And, and actually, my first recorder was a, a Roland VS880. It was like a digital recorder that had eight tracks. Yeah. And I could do I could do wonders with that thing, you know. <laughs> and then it was like I got into these like more advanced machines, which was cool, but it starts sometimes having too much ability mm. isn't always necessary. So catching authenticness on an iPhone 
and just to have that raw sound, you know, yeah. it's kind of like how the Beatles were when they were recording. They were yeah. like, oh, we all had to play at the same time exactly. to record everything at the same time. You know, it's like they had limitations. Kind of like so a less, less is more type of thing, basically. Yeah, well, you can make, I mean, it's so much, an iPhone does so much compared to what it was when there was yeah. no iPhone. So right. it's crazy to think about it. Like, well, it does less, <laughs> but it does more. Damn. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into why are the people let's listening? Go. So basically, we're going to talk a lot about Rolling Lifestyle and the August collab and the collaborations you guys done. But we're also going to talk about like Shine's marketing. And since you founded and own Shine's marketing, kind of your foray into brand collaboration. But right away, I do want to know like what, introduce you into fashion and like what made you want to pursue the fashion industry in the way that you have the thing that i like about fashion is that you can get products out quickly mm, comparatively mm -hmm. to other products that i've built right when i started music you couldn't just put it out yeah you know it was like okay i had a cd so i had to go and figure out how to make vinyls here's a vinyl of mine you know what I'm saying? That I did many years ago. I was oh, at, I was like in a warehouse. Yeah. I have my songs on vinyl, right? But yeah. to get to a point where the song was on vinyl, I had to first have to figure out how to record the song mm -hmm. and then get artists on the song mm -hmm. and then master the song and then go and get vinyl artwork done and then get a test pressing of the vinyl done and then approve it. And then I'm sitting on a bunch of vinyl <laughs> and then I had to ship, ship the vinyl and I had to get the vinyl out to the DJ pools and you know what I'm saying? Like it was the, the, the it's a time whole process. Frame. Yeah. Same with tech. So I'm building tech and it's like tech, you're never done building. Mm -hmm. So I built like a social data software that we like sold into Cisco, which is like a whole nother world. You yeah. Know? Or I built a music app, right? Mm -hmm. And that stuff takes forever. Yeah. I have a, I have them updating the app and it's been going on for weeks because I didn't mess with it for like two years and I had to update a bunch of libraries in it. Uh -huh. That's what I'm working on that in the background, right? So that stuff is cool, but it's just it doesn't you don't get to get the product out and move on. Mm -hmm. and so with fashion and streetwear and stuff that we're working on, it's like okay, I have so many releases coming. I was before you called, I was like putting a calendar together, like all right, this drop's happening next week, and this yeah. drop's happening two weeks later, and this one right. I can shift over here. Even already have the stuff on the shelf in the inventory, and I have some sunglasses coming in, and, you know, and I know <laughs> this bike, this new bike is coming out, and so it's like I have all these things I know I can bring to market, mm -hmm. and I think it's bringing it to market and getting it out the door, which is exciting to me in the fashion world. So kind of you being able to almost like reap the rewards in a more time managed way is that kind of what you're trying to say? Yeah, it's like. People think like dopamine from an Instagram like is cool. Yeah. Right. You know, what's better is when you're putting out product and yeah, you're getting Instagram likes, but then you're seeing your Shopify sales go on or you're getting <laughs> like orders in. You're like, oh, this yeah. is way better than than, the, <laughs> than something I'm getting from somebody liking a picture. It's that. But yes, it's putting the product out. And then also the responses you get from people. So like we were at that cross festival and I had this puff jacket that we did and like everybody loved it. And they were mm. just buying it. And mm. then they're wearing it to the festival. And then people are coming over with, oh, I saw the person in the puff jacket. Yeah. This puff jacket. You know, like, <laughs> it's like the reward of that is really cool. Do you ever, like, appreciate when you see someone wearing something that you basically were the head of? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, it's just, and now it's starting to happen like that. So I was at a party, a Drake Day party the other night in L.A. And somebody was wearing one of my tracksuits. I was like, oh, it's something I didn't know. And right. Next night. I wanted to go see my guy DJ at Goldline, which is like peanut butter wolf's bar that's in this town called Highland Park outside of LA. 
Mm. And somebody's wearing like this orange camo hat that I made. I didn't know the guy. So I'm like, okay, this is actually kind of cool right now because I'm seeing people wearing <laughs> yeah. it. And I don't even know these guys. So damn, that's dope. Well, you mentioned kind of how you're in two different other industries, not only with fashion, you're in kind of the tech industry and also like the music. You have your feet in a lot of different spaces here. But as like a creative yourself and someone that really appreciates the work that you're doing yourself like how do you balance those things out from one another you know you talk about how you have an update kind of with rise up your music social media app basically like how do you balance yeah. that with your role in lifestyle stuff well a rise i haven't been working on i i, I, I like pause that so I've, yeah. I've got a team like rebuilding it and i'm turning it into something it's still in the music space but it's not it doesn't take a lot of my time mm -hmm. but the other things i'm working on like there's a company called bpm music that's a suite of creative tools for DJs. Yeah. I think what has happened to me is that I've done both music and then done business. Mm -hmm. And so with music, it's very creative. And in business, it's really detail oriented and it's pushing things through. And right. so I can exercise both of those abilities. So then mm -hmm. I can be in the creative zone, but then know what I need to do and how to button it up so that it can actually get put into a business system or else brought to the market. Right. So in that, what that means is like, I can sit here and know how to figure out the designs and what needs to be done and then package them and push them through so it actually comes to market and then deal with the other side of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I think... No, that makes sense. That makes sense. You're like, yeah. you're like giving more than that, honestly, which is like the whole thing about this is we talk to industry professionals like you to kind of give the listeners of this pod, basically that sort of insight into more of the back end stuff that you guys do that many people don't know about. It's a pain. It's a pain. It's a pain. <laughs> but it's like the good kind of pain feels good, but it's horrible. It's having to do all of it is a lot, but it's also, if you don't do it, who's going to do it? And, you, gonna, and if you yeah. really want something, you have to be obsessive about it. Right. And you have to obsess and you have to do it all. And you have to be like thorough on every little angle and every little piece of it, or else right. it just doesn't come out or it doesn't work or it's not successful or it doesn't mm -hmm. do what it's supposed to do. And so that's just part of being an artist and an entrepreneur. Well, speaking of you being an entrepreneur, we got Shines Marketing here. So you yourself are the owner and global brand partnerships director of Shine Marketing, which is a lifestyle branding agency here. Could you talk about how the agency like kind of first started and how it came into fruition and talk about like what kind of collaborations have you guys worked on? What Shines is, is it's just basically me mm -hmm. <laughs> as a business. You know, I looked at it where I was like starting all these different companies and sure, I've had these other companies, but it's the through line of it all is just myself. Right. So then what started happening is like there was a demand from the people that were in my inner circle to use my services. So mm. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to brand everything I do under Shine's agency you know, right. and then use that as like the agency that houses all these other projects. Mm -hmm. And I, it's really about venture building. It's yeah. really about, I like to come into a project and build it and get it all done. So like, for example, the app Rise, I came in and I came with a vision and I built it and I brought it to market Roland right. Lifestyle, it's the same thing. I came in, I was able to get a license from Roland, have the vision for what this is and build it and mm -hmm. you know, bring it to market. There's another project, another, it's a woman's shirting company that I work on. I'm not the founder of it, but I came in and like helped design more like creative direct and really helped bring it a strategy around their branding. Mm -hmm. you know but then help build it up to the next phase there's something i'm working on which is like a mushroom kombucha 
and somebody else, somebody else had the idea for it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, oh, here I know the guy, and I know this, and then yeah. I like push it all together, and it's like we're now in we're in the testing phases of it. So it's kind of like that's what Shines does. I can come in and kind of really help build the venture and, and push it forward. So it's basically kind of like your it's you yourself and your expertise and knowledge of basically brand building, kind of like allowing your different ventures to have that sort of brand strategy, product strategy, and you kind of spearhead that with your clientele, basically. Right. And some of them all have people within Shine. So depending on the project, depending on who's working on what. Right. Yeah. That's what Shines does in essence. And also the same as like the team of Shines is also the one that's propelling mm-hmm. role and lifestyle forward and all that. So, I mean, looking through Shines and kind of like learning a little bit more about that, you do offer a lot of services, like you talked about developing brands and kind of getting those brand strategies to be one cohesive thing. But you also have just mobile and web app development to even like event management. How do you engage with your clients to like accomplish their goals through these different sort of services that you offer? It just depends on what they need. The thing is, it goes back to me. It's like, okay, so I used to do music. I know how to make music. I know how to produce music. I know how to like mix and master. I went Mm -hmm. from the process of doing it all from the artist to being the label. I did the same thing with apps. You know, I spent four years in Palo Alto and like build tech companies and learned how to raise money and did that whole dance. And then now I've done manufacturing of clothing and getting it into stores and selling it globally and building Shopify stores. So it's kind of like I go into somebody and if I think the project is a good idea, then I can come in and I can impact it. And then Mm -hmm. Shines will either come in and be like, okay, we're going to come on as like a client relationship or we're going to come in and like invest either capital or invest time and invest resources into the projects. So it really depends. So it's like, sure, if you guys need to do an event to market your product, we can do that. If you need to build an app, I've built apps. I have teams in other countries. I know how to do it. So it's just a knowledge base to pull from and and then execute on the job. Yeah. So if I'm a client and I'm kind of coming to you for these services, like how do those conversations go? How do you go from this goal that they have to a full-fledged like idea and concept and execution, basically? It just comes quickly. It's like if we're talking, I'll just come up with the idea right then and be like, oh, here's an idea. And if it's like that, and then it flows, sometimes that's the idea that we work on and sometimes it's not. It just depends. So I'm not the orthodox like, team that comes in and we have yeah like, there's a statement of work and a, <laughs> and a request for proposal or an rfp yeah and then you've got to like submit to the rfp and then hope that you get the job because there's 10 other companies submitting the rfp like i think it's a waste of time but that's not what i'm right. doing because it's just unless it's something i really want mm-hmm. i'll do it but i find that those things aren't really what i want when i find myself doing those it's because i'm trying to chase a check i don't right. like chasing checks i like chasing creativity and chasing ideas i think the checks will follow if you do a good job with it well with shine you've worked on a lot of things not only with rolling lifestyles but you've worked with collaborations on these pleasures and moax and now we have august as well so you've done a lot with that when coming into 2023 now what are your goals with shines and how do you see yourself achieving set goals this year is about opening up wholesale accounts and that's what's mm-hmm. interesting about August. It's like tier zero accounts that are like these really, these really dope stores that are pushing the industry forward from a high level right. and getting the best, the best products. So it's like, that's one goal. So mm-hmm. it's cool because this podcast is a result of that effort because I'm sitting here with you because of <laughs> Rob and August and there, you know, and then, Thanks. then there's like 
also want to get into wholesale in some of the music stores and that's happening. Mm -hmm. That's happening both in the US and starting to happen internationally, which is interesting. And then I also want to put fulfillment centers in different countries. So because we're building off of a global brand, we have demand in different countries and they are buying it from a site that's being shipped from LA. Mm -hmm. So my thesis is that if there was product in the UK and the shipping wasn't so much and the duties and taxes weren't so much, I would sell more in that place. Same with over in like the Asian area. So by the end of the year, I want to have a fulfillment center in UK or Europe. So that's another goal. And then I want to get into more of the cut and sew side of things, mm, which is already mm-hmm. happening. So it's just, yeah. it's just building the brand out. It's so kind of like building on the foundation that you have, basically. Yeah, the first two years were like, okay, let's, let's test this out. Do we have a market? Are people going to pay for it? Is it something that's worthwhile? How is it going to be received? Right. Let's do a bunch of collabs that feel real. That It's again, that feel real. Like I can go out and go do a bunch of collabs that are high level because it's rolling. But we've right. been doing like the Grassworks mm-hmm. collabs, like the stuff with August. It's like, yo, it's the shop in Madison. Let's go. You know, or we did some stuff with Exit, which is a gaming company. So it's like, let's do that. You know, we did the stuff with Pleasures, which is a little bit more high level. And and Uncle and the Moax that you were referencing, like that's a little bit higher up the chain. We've got something with a shoe brand this year that's really higher up the chain. You know what I'm saying? And then we're also yeah. doing something with Raj G, which is a, a beat maker guy that's passed right. away. That's more like for the lo-fi beat making, stones throw, flying lotus vibes. So it's like all over the place. So you're kind of touching like different consumer markets in a way, trying to reach different markets and making sure that they feel like they're spoken for through Rolling Lifestyle, basically. Is that yeah, kind of and what it's you're authentic. Saying? Right. Yeah, and that's it. And the real goal for Roland Lifestyle is to teach the new consumers about the legacy of Roland right. through a medium that they understand, which is mm. like streetwear stuff. And right. that can that's a way that we can tell stories and teach people about the legacy. And that's mm-hmm. that's what Roland Lifestyle is doing. During my recent conversation with Nathan, I was struck by his exceptional charisma. From his prompt engagement in our discussion to his openness and willingness to delve into a variety of topics, Nathan revealed his captivating personality and extensive experience within the industries he has explored. With particular expertise in technology and music, Nathan's skills has enabled him to undertake a variety of projects that propelled his career forward. Our discussion also touched on Nathan's impressive ability to leverage his skills and knowledge to assist and educate others. This approach not only fosters Nathan's own growth, but also empowers others to expand their own area of expertise, a testament to his unparalleled commitment to teaching and sharing knowledge. In the context of Roland Lifestyle, Nathan demonstrates a deep respect for the brand's legacy and history. However, he has elevated the concept of Roland Lifestyle to a thriving brand, fueled by his creativity and unwavering commitment to representing Roland and his storied history. It is therefore no surprise that Nathan's efforts have yielded remarkable success for the brand. Well, now we're having a three-course meal. We just had the appetizer. We just had, you know, little veggies. We're in the steak. This is steak dinner right here. So let's talk about Rolling Lifestyle. This is something that's more or less your brainchild. So, I mean, for me, I knew a little bit about Rolling. I think my friends and my fellow colleagues, they know a little bit more about it than I do with iconic instruments like the TR-808. But as you came in as basically the creative director at Rolling, you introduced this lifestyle brand. How did that concept come into fruition? And like, what did you see in the market that made you want to introduce the lifestyle section for Roland? 
I have some friends at Roland that have been working on some projects with Roland. One was specifically back to that Rise Music app. And then one of the executives at Roland hit me up about doing some type of drop for 808 Day, which is a thing because the 808 drum machine was right. what Roland made. He said, hey, I think it was like 2019. It was like June. And he was like, let's do something for 808 Day. And I'm like, June, July, August. I was like, yeah, that's pretty fast. Um, <laughs> but I was like, listen, I'm interested in doing that, but I want to do something bigger. My right. vision would be like, let's actually create a lifestyle division mm-hmm. or a lifestyle brand using the Roland mark and do all the things that we've done. And so that was like a vision. And I was like, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend a bunch of time doing a drop and then just it be gone and be over with because then it's it's just not building on anything or it's not building on as much as it could be. And then I also thought it would be, there's just something here. And I know that how special Roland is. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's special because the first machines that I was recording on were Roland's. And I knew that I'm not the only person that has that experience. Right. You know? And so I was like, okay, we can do something really cool here, really special that's honoring Roland and then honoring music and honoring the creators and honoring all the things that Roland has helped us as people accomplish. Because I believe that Roland has impacted sound more than any other company in the world. And in that is where I was like, yo, let's go and do something greater. So it took a long time. It took a year and almost two years to get the license in place. Damn. That's even without dropping it. Yeah. So I was still working on other projects. And then when this came around, I started just putting more attention there. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, you answered my second question about you having made music, being like a music enthusiast and like how important that was for you to work with Roland, kind of establish that and kind of continue to honor the legacy of Roland. So I mean, that was going to be my question, but you just went full force. You you had what, what, it. In- what's the question? What's the question? All right. All right. So the question was basically, you're someone who is not only an entrepreneur and a fashion creative, but you're also someone that makes music and is a music enthusiast in general. And like, for how important was it for you to establish your values as a person in the Roland Lifestyle brand? That was going to be the question. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it encompasses, yeah, it encompasses that. And so with music, like I haven't been making music a lot because I think I get that creative outlet through the fashion or through running business and doing those other products. Yeah. When I was younger, like I finished my first song when I was 15. My Mm -hmm. best friend growing up from since I was like two, three years old was a guy named John B, who was like an R&B singer, like back in the late 90s, early 2000s, that was like super prolific at production and singing and all this stuff so i got i was lucky to experience that right. at a young age and then also be on his albums so like i have a verse on an album and like tupac's on that album and babyface is on the album and like these producers like tim and bob are on the album and diane warren and wrote a song on the record too so it's like these huge people back in the day so it's just like, I understand how impactful Roland was. And so it was just an honor to to be able to do what I'm doing with Roland is an honor. And yeah. I think it gets received really well by others. Do you think you're kind of giving that voice to those that also appreciate Roland similarly to you? And do you think that's why people have a love for it? Yeah, it's that. I think it's because it's seen authentically. And then like a lot of the times these people that have the love, they hit me up. I'll do a mm-hmm. project. I'll be like, okay, let's do a project. That's you know, crazy. That, oh, let's, let's go. I've been able to work with Roland and gain the trust of the Roland executive board. And they're a Japanese-based organization. And mm. so they've been able to trust me. And I think it is because I deliver. I don't drop the ball. But it's also because I'm always putting 
the role in brand above my needs. And then that is an exercise of egolessness, you know, and it's like, okay, because I'm honored to be able to be in a position where I can create this brand using the Roland Mark. Mm-hmm. And so I always honor that and I go, what's best for Roland? Right. At all moments. And so in that is where the trust is gained. But then I mm-hmm. also can go to other people and say, hey, do you guys want to work on this? This is how we need to navigate this. Some people, as soon as they get ahead of themselves and they try to do something that's about themselves, I'll stop mm-hmm. and I'll just kill the project. I did that with something recently where the guy put something out too early. I was like, yeah. project over. Even though right. I put time into it, I'm like done because the energy's off. Let's talk about the bike. I really want to talk about the bike. So we keep talking about the lifestyle and that goes further than clothes itself and kind of what you've been working on. So you have a TR-808 bike. How did that come about? That bike is actually like two years old. And the, the cool thing is there's a guy named George Robertson who has a, a brand right now called Thinking Different that kind of like celebrates the 80s mm. and things of the 80s into things that are of today in a sense. But he's also, you know, he used to work at Interscope and wrote a bunch of songs and then he helped with Rude and he helped with Fear of God and yeah. he's been like instrumental in streetwear. He gifted that bike to me when he heard that I was holding on to the license and we worked on it together, but he basically stripped down a, the Stranger Things mongoose. Right. And then like bought all OG parts for it, the mag wheels and did some, all the pads and stuff. So that was like a really cool thing. And that was even before we launched for like, yeah. we had it. it was like really early on. So that was cool. That one's one. Then I'm working on another one. Right. That is just about to get to me which is actually a 1986 like GT performer, fully authentic, like hardcore, like I can ride a half pipe on it. Damn. You know, do like crazy tricks on that thing. So that one's dope. And then I'm working on another one that's more mass produced with a bike company. I want to do like 50 of them or hundred of them. Right. So these are these first two that are coming. The first one's one off. The second one's a one off. After that, let's do some where it's like, all right, let's have 50, let's have a hundred. What made you be like, that's what I want to create. And that's something I want to produce. It's just a thing to produce it. I think it's cool. And it, it's like a hero piece. Like I took this bike to a festival this weekend and like I ride it around and everyone goes nuts on it. You know, it's just yeah. kind of like this cool hero attention grabber. But I mean, it's, <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff. I'm making these wooden SP404 necklaces That's so sick. That, are, that are made out of wood. And this is back to that Raj G collaboration. Wow. Right? So it's just, it's just about moving on to different things and just apparel. It's just lifestyle thing, that kind of stuff. But the bike is like, everybody's going to go nuts on it. It's going to help. It's going to break the internet for a second. You know, it's that type of thing. <laughs> well, well, speaking about collaborations, we're going to get to our dessert of the August X Roland collaboration. But the collab that I want to talk about and something that we had at August actually was the Pleasures Uncle and Moax collab. Can you talk about how that collaboration kind of came about? Yeah, that one is really, that one's a special one. Alex and, and Vlad from Pleasures that we we that was our second collab i believe that we did mm-hmm. and they had been working with during the pandemic they made friends with james lavelle and james lavelle was a, the founder of moax and he was pretty instrumental in the late 90s early 2000s of putting out a lot of music in london he was like this kid that was just like i think he was putting out records before he was at a high school and then he started signing people up and then he did uncle with shadow he had Black Alicious on his label, things like that. So they became friends during the pandemic. And, and I think, you know, with the relationship that they had with myself and the role and lifestyle and the relationship they had with James Lavelle and James Lavelle 
interestingly enough, used a lot of Roland products in his studio and also had a relationship with Roland because of how many products he's used and how influential he's been. So it all kind of came together. Naturally. Um, yeah. And it was like a three-way collab. And then also the Moax logo was done by an artist named Eric Hayes. That all kind of came together really dope. And the thing about James Avell that's crazy is like he was working with Nigo and like mm-hmm. Futura back in, again, the late 90s. He was basically, you know, helped put those guys on in a sense in, in that time period and helped get them to the next level because right. Futura did some of their album covers for Uncle. Yeah. So that was special. And then what was even doper is that we did a party with this out in London. So we did a release party in London and we had James Avell and then Charlie Dark DJ. And those are like legacy DJ yeah. cats. And then brought in some of the younger DJs like Cise and Jam Supernova. And had this, there's this new venue called Here. So we did a pop-up at Roland's first retail store and then had a party here at the Outer Net. It was cracking. I mean, we that is had crazy. Five, 600 people in there. The night just went off. <laughs> well, before yeah. you could even have a party, it started with a concept. It started with a few designs. How did you see that concept and this idea throughout this collaboration become a full-fledged product line? What was your experience with that? Yeah, on this one, you know, it was more pleasures really led a lot of the manufacturing part of it. And mm-hmm. then what I was really instrumental on in that is guiding it through Roland and getting the support of Roland. Right. You know, there's an art in working with big corporations and getting the support of big corporations on projects that they may not know or understand the importance of at the time. And so for a company that's focused on making musical equipment, the things that I'm working on aren't always seen as like, it's not what they're about, the core business, right? The core business is, right. is making digital musical equipment. And so it's a fine line of don't distract the company on what their core business is because mm-hmm. their core business is not apparel. Right. And so my part in that was instead of being so much on the creative side of things, which Pleasures was leading, yeah. they really led that collaboration. I was more on the management of the corporation and making sure this all goes smoothly and it gets support inside Roland. But at the same time, you know, also being able to navigate the party and getting them out to the party and getting them to the store. You know, one yeah. thing that we did on that is we did a pop up at the retail store. So Roland just opened up their first retail store. I think last year in London, it was the, and it's the only one they have right now. Mm. And they had not done a pop-up with a streetwear brand. We went and we dressed their their main window and you know that <laughs> whole that whole thing. Yeah. And that was a big project to move internally at Rolling. Mm. So it's that type of stuff. So how did you like that more brand management side of it as someone that's a creative and basically has always been someone that has that spark how was that experience for you i mean for me as being a creative it's and also being an entrepreneur and a business guy it's like wherever i have to go to get it done and get it done. right you know and it goes back to being obsessed it goes back to with my background is i've done a lot of different things so i know okay i'm gonna put on this hat yeah i'm gonna put on this hat and this hat is the the manage the corporation hat and help push this <laughs> thing through Right. Right. So that's the hat I had to wear in the project. I didn't have to wear the manufacturing hat. And so I don't mind. I enjoy it all. As long as we're getting the product to market, it's cool. And I'm cool to take the lead. I'm cool to play the back. I'm cool to play wherever it is. Yeah. Because all the parts have to come together for it to actually be a success. And that that whole capsule was a a success. It was like featured from Rolling Stones and Hypebeast. And I was at the Cross Festival. I keep mentioning because I was just there. And some cat came to me and was like, that's an OG jacket. And I was like, well, nah. 
we, you know, we <laughs> took inspiration from the OG jacket, but this is the story behind it. And he's like, sick, man. I'm, I'm really good friends with James Lavelle. I'm from London and I'm Damn, a DJ. That's okay, cool. crazy. So, yeah. The pets that know what that is come to me and be like, yo, where'd you get that? For him, I was like, oh, come over. Cause we had a pop-up at the festival. I'm like, come over. Right. I gave him an Egyptian lover, Egyptian lover hat that we did. That's a TR-808. Cause I knew it. Like first I can tell what fits on his head, but yeah. if he's like, a legacy cat then he's gonna know who egyptian lover is because right. young cats sometimes like i don't know who egyptian lover is <laughs> and that, right. that is another segue into august is gonna pop up with a couple of those egyptian lover pieces i saw him purchase some for the store so that's no way i just went in the other day and i saw a few of the pieces that we started getting in i was like damn we actually are carrying rolling lifestyle too but now let's segue into it Roland Lifestyle, the brainchild of Nathan, represents a dynamic and innovative approach to communicating Roland's identity to the contemporary consumer. With a sharp focus on the intersection of music and fashion, Nathan has successfully tapped into a burgeoning market of music enthusiasts who appreciate the integration of these two cultural forces. In addition to positioning the brand as a gateway into fashion, Nathan has also strategically positioned it as a cultural force that extends beyond the realm of clothing. Through his visionary collaborations with other creatives, Nathan has been able to generate awe-inspiring moments that capture the imagination of his target audience. During our conversation, Nathan provided insightful details about the successful partnerships that Roland has forged with Pleasures and Moex. These collaborations highlight Nathan's talent as a mediator who is able to effectively merge two distinct cultural entities, a streetwear staple and a record powerhouse, to create products that appeal to both fashion and music enthusiasts. The collaborations are a testament to Nathan's expertise in identifying market opportunities leveraging his skills to create unique and captivating products. We now move forward to the August X Roland Lifestyle collab, which was inspired by the TR909 and the August Ox concept. This collaboration represents an innovative approach to capturing the essence of sound through a new medium, expressed not only through the designs and products, but also in the secondary meanings that are embedded in the collaboration. The August X Roland Lifestyle collab showcases Nathan's ability to think outside of the box and create products that are not only visually appealing, but also conceptually rich. We had a full course meal, basically. We got our dessert right here. Let's talk about the Roland X August here. How did that opportunity come? How did that project come about? And why did you kind of choose August as the right brand to do this collab with in this moment of time? Well, one thing is I don't really choose the collabs. I, I just go off feeling. Right. It's the thing. I just let it come. And if it makes sense, I'm like, yo, let's do it. Because it's the process. I'm not strategically like, all right, well, let's target at Madison and there's all yeah, the shop. You're not. You have a bit. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, this came. Are we going to get this done? Can we do it? So there's a there's a gentleman named Samir Walia. Mm-hmm. Who he calls himself the sneaker Sadar on his social. And he is really connected and he's really excels at relationships and so he is friends with with rob from august and i think rob hit up samir because he probably saw some of collabs we've done and he was like yo let's let's do some type of collab and i think what occurred was he wanted to do a playlist and i was like yeah okay cool we can do a playlist and then in the conversation it said well why don't we do a couple pieces and do a drop and make it happen and it was like really rushed and fast and it got done Damn. So now it's here. And then now I was just at the warehouse today and I saw the pieces hanging up in the inventory. And so that's how it all happened. It's just kind of like natural 
creation. It's like, you're like, why did you choose a bike? I'm like, well, the bike just kind of chose me. It's not like I hunted the guy yeah. down and did the bikes. The first guy that does the bikes was like, I just know that this is dope. I want to do this bike. I'm like, cool, let's do it. And then another guy that does bikes, it's like a, a purist bike guy. I saw that and was like, I want to do a bike. And I've been like building with him for like the last couple of years. And finally it came to a point where it's coming. It's just natural progression, basically. Like yeah. you love when things come naturally. You're never going to force that shit. No, because then it's just it's just contrived and it comes off. It just doesn't work. It's just right. it feels weird. Well, the pieces themselves are based off of Roland's TR-909, which is, again, some of the earliest house and techno sound really stemmed from that instrument there. Why did you guys choose or how did that come about where the TR-909 was going to be this instrument to guide the collab? It was through their playlist. So August is his playlist, and then he created a playlist that was the G House playlist. And those songs were made on the 909. Well, granted, the G House does 808 and 909. I kind of steered him and I said, listen, let's do 909 stuff because the 808, we do a lot. The 808 gets a lot of attention and the 909 gets attention, but not as much. Yeah. And so I sent them some elements and they and his designers came back with some dope designs. And I said, all right, let's do it. I went to Roland. I got it approved. And then we just kept going. Damn. I was going to say, this isn't something that I knew. And during our conversation, you kind of mentioned that, well, we have three pieces coming out. We have a hat, a crew, and a sweatshirt. What do you think of them? I love, the I love them. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I like <laughs> it because it's always cool to see how somebody else interprets things right. and puts it together because it's like I'm in a box. I have worked with designers. In that instance, what I do is I put on my creative director hat. I go, here's the playground. Have fun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Here's your boundaries. And here's what you get to work inside of. And so they came back with uh, some heat. And I love it because it just says like rhythm machine on it and rhythm composer. And I've been posting them on my stories and people have been hitting me in my DMs like, yo, I need one of those. Right. And right. the cool thing is we didn't really do a lot of them. You know, no. it's like we actually really did a very limited amount. So those things should be sold out within a day or two. I have one for myself and I remember wearing it. And again, my friends who are very much into music and just like creating their own music, they're like, no way. Is that august and rolling i was like yeah it is it's like it's isn't it cool and they're like dude that's fucking crazy because it's here in madison like we don't have these crazy corporations wanting to do like collabs with within madison wisconsin we're fucking out here in the midwest you talked about how you love doing those grassroots collabs and like kind of it all speaking to you naturally like specifically about this one making it since August is a very grassroots retailer and kind of like a very niche thing. What made that more special to you and kind of for Roland Lifestyle itself? Yeah, I think it's because of Rob. Rob is well-respected in the game. Like he's got a really hot store and sometimes it's just like, give some love over to Madison. You know, why not? Again, it, go, it was just feeling like he hit me up. He wanted to do it. He helped drive it to market. And so I just guided it on its way there. So it's that's the thing that's really cool, again, about the role in lifestyle and the situation that I've been able to create is that if somebody comes with an idea and mm -hmm. I feel like they can execute on it and they're doing it for the right reasons, then I can help guide it to fruition. So it's really not like I targeted August and said, let's make this happen. It happened because it naturally happened. And then if something is coming and it's natural, I'm just going to be the guide to get it to market, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. And so I don't know what the results are. But right now, I don't have any expectations. Right. But my only expectation is that we go to market and we all honor the Roland brand and then we do it in a way that's respectable and honorable. And we we make sure that the legacy that they've created is held really 
dearly and it's done authentically and, and those all those criterias were met and so after that i don't you know all i have to do is guide it to to fruition and that's kind of like art creation damn well in this entire conversation we started from your different hats basically we got your regular role and lifestyle hat that you were wearing on the pod we then went <laughs> yeah. into your creative side you creating and then we're now here as you kind of like guide these different creatives into their own market so that's sick right. and i'm glad that we did that a couple last questions I have is just with Rolling Lifestyle really being fully established, not only in the music side of that market, but also now this whole streetwear market. What are your aspirations for Rolling Lifestyle in 2023? And how do you attempt to advance its evolution and growth? I love it. I know what you did there. So um, <laughs> I have some goals with Rolling Lifestyle this year. It's one is to, to spread it further through retail accounts. So getting mm -hmm. into retail stores like August, and right. that's why August is special. You know, another reason it's like one of the first tier zero stores that Roland is being featured in through Roland. You know, right. sometimes our collabs have gotten us there, but like a direct relationship with Roland Lifestyle and August, that's special. And so that's kind of one of the goals and that's happening. And we're getting into more retail stores in domestically, but then we're also working on stuff internationally. So that's one of the goals. The other thing is to move some of the fulfillment centers into other countries. So mm -hmm. I want to get a fulfillment center in the UK or in the Europe area. Because my thesis is from all the sales I'm seeing and how much it costs to ship things to Europe is like if we had a localized distribution center there or a fulfillment center there, we would sell more and we'd be able to get into more people's hands that are interested in the product. So that's another one. And then moving into more higher quality products through right. cut and sew techniques and kind of like going, respecting the art of fashion, working hard to create more elevated pieces that are we've already been doing, but just continue on because there's a lot for me to learn in, in that area of fashion. It's marketing. It's it's just- It's everything, babe. It's yeah. everything, bro. It's just, yeah. you're doing and it there's all. there's more collabs. There's more dope collabs that, that are like, we have a shoe coming. There's a machine coming. There's like, right. there's all kinds of things coming that are just mind boggling to me. I'm like, yo. And that's, again, it's the honor of working with Roland. If it was just the Nathan Chandra Shines brand, the things that I've been able to work on wouldn't, you know, uh, coming to be fruition. there, but the reason that this is also here is because of, of the work I've done. So it's all combined. Well, thank you so much for talking with me, bro. Where can the I people find it. you? Plug yourself, man. Yeah. Well, my, my handles is Nate shines. So it's at Nate shines on all social handles. And then, you know, my name is Nathan Chandra and you can finally dig me out and email me if you want to, if you have an idea, I'm open. I will respond if I don't respond because I missed it. And then for Roland, just check out Roland lifestyle. Right. You know, rollinglifestyle.com and rolling lifestyle and all the social handles. And and if you're a creative, keep creating. If you're a musician, keep making music. If you're a business guy, you like run your business. Yeah. Have fun, live your life, enjoy what you're doing. I'm a plug one thing. I mean, find the August X Rolling Collab Saturday, March yep. 11th. That's in a couple of days. So Saturday, March 11th, it's going live. It's going to be available for sale in the August shop in retail. And it's going to be available on the August website for uh, being online and it's also on the Rolling Lifestyle Damn. website online. And I'm pretty confident that it's going to be sold out in a couple yeah, of days. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Looking at some of the designs and seeing what the pieces you guys all cooked up, I'm pretty confident it's going to do well in the market. Well, thank you yeah. so much, man. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. Once again, I'm your host, Andrew, and I want to thank Nathan for taking the time to speak with me today and to Sam Walner for creating the music you heard on today's episode. 
This episode was about how to go from a concept to a full-fledged product line to present to consumers. So if you know someone interested in brand's way of going to market, share with them this episode. You can find me in the shop on Instagram at Andrew Inamoto and at underscore August shop and find August located on 414 State Street, Madison, Wisconsin or on august-shop.com. Find the new August X Roland Lifestyle collab on august-shop.com or on rollandlifestyle.shop. Once again, thank you for listening to the August Forum. Thank you.